This is the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. Coming up on the ninth edition and the second of this week's girlsplayfooty.com podcast, we catch up with Swan District's vice-captain, Alana Dickey. We review the Canberra v Sydney game with AFL Sydney co-coach, Simon Berry. We catch up with reigning premiership coach at Morphethal Park, Norelle Smith, and give you the latest information on the AFL women's draft for this Monday night, 20th of April. All of that on the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for joining us on the ninth edition of the girlsplayfooty.com podcast. And what a busy 24 hours it's been as, yes, we've put out our second podcast of the week because there's so much to get through. Now, before we get to our interviews, important information on the AFL Women's Draft, which, of course, is being held this Monday night, the 20th of April. And it will begin at 7 p.m. And it will be live streamed via the aflcommunityclub.com.au. AU website. For those interested in heading along, the uh, draft will be conducted in Melbourne at the Limelight Room at Etihad Stadium. That's on Level D. Enter via Gate 4. There'll also be uh, draft nights being held simultaneously uh, throughout Australia uh, in Adelaide at the Sandville Chairman's Room at Amy Stadium at Westlakes. Uh, in Brisbane at the Brisbane Lions Boardroom, Gate 2 at the Gabba. Uh, in Canberra at the Bradman Boardroom at uh, AFL Canberra. Uh, in Darwin, the AFL NT boardroom at TIO Stadium in Perth at Polypharma Room Gate 6 Level 3 Patterson Stadium and also in Sydney at the AFL New South Wales ACT boardroom which is in the Sheridan Building, Moore Park Road Moore Park. That's where all the uh, draftees in the respective states will be getting together to watch the live stream as the names get called out 7pm on Monday night. I can let you know that girlsplayfooty.com will be there in some capacity. Not quite sure it'll be a live stream but we'll at least be there to grab some interviews for our next podcast. Very exciting. Only a few more sleeps to go before we're there. Let's get into our first interview and we're catching up with the female football coordinator at the Western Australian Football Commission and otherwise known as the vice captain of Swan Districts in Alana Dickey. Alana, thank you very much for joining us. Um, As we get into it, we should explain there's a slight change to the structure of the uh, WA League and Reserves competition. Yeah, so um, previously we had um, six teams in the league division and nine in the reserves and unfortunately we've um, dropped down to five in the league and nine in reserves this year. With that change in structure though I guess for the league it means more intense games more often. Uh, For for yourselves the rivalry with Coastal Titans I believe meeting three times this year even before you even think about finals. Yes absolutely so it just means that obviously um, the grading structure the the league reviewed the um, grading to make sure that the games were competitive so that um, obviously, we don't want um, very one-sided games because obviously it's not good for attention, but then also for the for the quality of the game and the spectators, um, we'd much prefer a game that um, comes down to the wire. And most definitely, Coastal Titans and Swan Districts, they have that sort of um, almost like a derby rivalry. Um, so it's always very competitive and good footy to watch. And talking about a derby rivalry, uh, just having a look at some of the round one results to uh, kick off. The famous uh, East Fremantle-South Fremantle rivalry kicked off in the best possible fashion. Just uh, one goal, the difference being the final result with the Sharks getting over the Bulldogs. Yes, yes, it was a, it was a good game. Apparently, um, I wasn't at the game, but um, it was it was a very close game in the end. Um, East Fremantle came out quite strong, um, but then South Fremantle fought it out throughout the game and got them just within a goal. So, yeah, there was a few um, strong running um, through the middle. So, in Tinson from South Fremantle, 
um, and very strong players through the back line in Shea Selby, also for South Fremantle. Um, East Fremantle players that stood out were the likes of um, Caitlin Edwards and Brianna Green, who are always quite strong throughout the middle. And um, down back, a new recruit, Belinda Smith, um, did well, obviously, um, cutting off the attacks from the Bulldogs. Now, before heading into the result of, of the big clash between the Titans and Swan Districts, uh, how has your uh, pre-season been trying to, I guess, come down off of that high of uh, back-to-back premierships? Uh, so last year, um, Swan Districts won the league premiership and the reserves, um, unfortunately, um, didn't get, go through and win the premiership. The year before, they won... Um, they won the both, but um, in regards to league, um, back-to-back premierships, um, hard pre-season as always, um, but we've got strong leaders in um, Cara Dinellon, um Kirby Bentley, so um, they're in our leadership group along with myself, but um, Juddy um, Cara Dinellon is an absolute role model for um, all players throughout the competition and she just sort of sets the standard and the way that she um, trains and the intensity that she trains at is just um, to be admired and it obviously inspires everyone else to sort of lift to that level. So, um, yeah, obviously all teams would have went out hard and done a strong pre-season, but uh, from a Swan District's point of view, it's um, just making sure that we just come out um, and play our footy from, from the start. Unfortunately for you, a 43-point loss in the opening round to the Titans, and it was a uh, former Victorian in Lauren Burns, otherwise known as Yoda, from Melbourne Uni that uh, brought you undone with uh, four goals. Yeah, so um, she did very well um, as a full forward, and I think we're all um, wondering where she came from. So um, a very good recruit um, for the Coastal Titans. Um, one one other player that um, I'm excited to see more of um, for the Coastal Titans is actually... Um, Ebony Antonio, she's a, uh, got a basketball background, um, so um, she, she's one to watch, I think, in the future. But um, yeah, Lauren did Lauren did well um, in the forward line, um, but their midfielders that stood out, I think, um, were the likes of um, Renee Forth, Leah Maskell, and even Kiara Bowers. So they all did um, quality runs throughout the midfield as well. You have to bounce back uh, this Sunday. It's still Blue Oval at home against the Thunderbirds. How do you rate them as competition? And mind you, they had the bye this round as well. Yeah, so um, the the Peel Thunderbirds are continuing to develop. So um, one of the newer clubs in the competition, um, two-team club, which is great. Um, And, yeah, they're continuing to to develop and build their numbers. They've they've been recruiting and... um, continuing to work on um, their game structures. So it'll be exciting to see what they bring to the table this year. I wouldn't underestimate um, any team within the league competition um, this year because I think that um, everyone's working hard in regards to on-field and off-field and um, the work that the coaches are doing is only ju- is only going to better the competition and better the players from within. So um, it could, yeah, it, I reckon it'll be a good battle. Um, for them coming off the bye... Um, yeah, they've obviously planned for it, so it'll be good to see um, how our girls pull up from a from a hard clash, but hopefully they've all done the right thing and taken care of their bodies. And in the other game, uh, South Fremantle pushing ahead with Twilight Football uh, uh, hosting a 5.15 Saturday start against Coastal Titans. Yeah, so that's a really exciting game um, for WA. Um, if you're not aware with the structure here in WA, um, Fremantle Oval is where the Fremantle Dockers train out of, so it's where South Fremantle Bulldogs Waffle Team um, are hosted as well. And in the past, we haven't had the opportunity to have um, South Fremantle Women's Footy Club play out of there, so it's a massive win to have 
the South Randall women's be able to play a twilight game after the men's match. Um, and obviously, versing the Coastal Titans, it's going to be a great game, and I encourage yeah, as many people to get down and have a look at it. And Alana, just before we let you go, I suggest a, a nervous night's sleep for a few girls throughout WA with the AFL draft uh, creeping up upon us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think everyone's a little bit excited um, for the season ahead. Um, you know, having two games throughout the year, along with obviously the state matches, it's, it's going to be a big season. And all the girls are working hard. Um, even the players that have been retained, they've come back fitter than ever before. So I think that um, the AFL draft match and those girls that do get selected are just going to, um, it's going to be above and beyond what we saw last year and the previous year before that. So, um, yeah, I wish all the girls the best and just to keep working hard. Now time to focus on New South Wales and the Australian Capital Territory. AFL Canberra and AFL Sydney went head-to-head on Sunday in their representative match and it was AFL Sydney that came out on top, eight goals, five, 53 to 2-6-18. But might I remind you that at three-quarter time, Canberra actually led by a point, 2-5 to 2-4. So an extraordinary six-goal, one-to-one-behind final term by the Sydney side got the Harbour City over the line and that's why I've got on the line the co-coach of AFL Sydney in Simon Berry. Uh, Simon, first of all, how did you get involved in uh, women's football? Uh, I had a long career uh, up on the central coast here at uh, of New South Wales. Um, I, we then started um, the Gosford AFL women's team which takes part in the Sydney AFL. Um, that was a couple of years ago and um, since then um, I've sort of uh, progressed through the ranks and assisted with the Sydney team last year and uh, named co-coach along with Stuart Newman uh, for this season. And how did uh, how did the AFL Sydney side uh, for this year come about? When did you first begin pre-season training and selections? Uh, there was a bit of a de- development uh, program they had uh, with a group of about 40 girls um, going back, say, eight or nine weeks. Uh, we then sort of uh, had some training sessions and uh, cut down the squad uh, over a number of weeks and we, uh, we, we came about with the, the final sort of 25, 26 uh, girls that, that, that took part. It's a bit difficult to get a gauge on some of the girls and the style of football they play, considering that, um, and similar to the Victorian draft game and the Queensland draft game, how, how this was being played before the season proper? Uh, yeah, it certainly is uh, difficult with the scheduling. Um, obviously, the girls haven't had an opportunity to get out in the field yet this year, so uh, their pre-season uh, uh, programs were you know, had to be accelerated, and um, we had to do quite a bit of... Uh, you know, game style stuff with them to get them up to speed for, uh, for, for playing uh, on Sunday. Uh, what did you identify before the game of what you needed to do to beat the Canberra side? Well, we knew that uh, the, the Canberra team, you know, from our experience last year, that, um, you know, they're obviously quite young and, and fast and, and, and quite skillful. Uh, so we needed to counter that, and that was uh, really something we identified during the selection process. So we wanted to... Uh, you know, really blood some, some, some new talent and um, get some speed and, and really take the game on uh, in terms of our skills. Uh, so that's what we looked at in, in our selection process and um, as it turns out, it worked out well. And uh, what was said to the girls at uh, quarter time? Before you obviously blistered away in the final quarter to win the game, you were down actually 14-1 uh, to 1, and it could have easily been uh, dropped shoulders and everyone feeling a bit glum. Well, what did you do to keep, uh, I guess, uh, morale up and keep them in the game? Well, we just had to stay positive, really. The, the Canberra girls really took it to us in the first half, and, and as you say, we were 
we were down at half time. Uh, we, we did some structural things across half back and, and also across half forward to just get a bit of uh, linking going, a bit of overlap and and really try to control possession and uh, allow the girls to, to show their skills. Uh, we were quite positive at half time. Actually, we knew that um, with the, the talent we had that we could um, you know really, really go well and it was really just about desire at that point and uh, the, the girls came through and they were, they were awesome really in the last half. At three-quarter time, there were two goals, four, ended up at eight goals, five. Were you surprised by that uh, six-goal, one burst? Well, not really. We, it, was, it was a little frustrating the first couple of quarters, um, how we kept sort of breaking down across, particularly half-forward. But uh, as I said, just structurally, we fixed that up and um, particularly uh, run from, from girls like uh, Lael Kassim and, and a few others really provided a spark for us and... Looking at some of the uh, better players for your 35-point victory, um, I got some notes here from your coach, uh, Stuart Newman, and uh, he suggested uh, Steph Walker had the uh, most consistent four quarters uh, playing on the wing. Yeah, Steph, Steph was great. Um, she was one of the ones particularly that, that stood up in, the, in that third quarter, but she was uh, she was intense uh, and ferocious the whole game, uh, as she always is. Now, she's, she's one of our youngest players, and it was particularly our younger players that, um, that, that stood up. Um, our captain Jennifer Liu in the middle uh, really got some good hard balls and um, and put some put some big hits on. Uh, but it was it was some of our, our younger girls like Christy D. Pellegrini and Taylor Stahl that really stood up in that third quarter. Uh, in addition to uh, Lael Kassim, as I mentioned before, um, along with Maddie Collier, who uh, put in a really big game. And uh, just like she did in the Victorian draft game, I believe the standout for uh, Canberra was uh, Karina Demont. Uh, Karina, yeah, she was great. We, we had to spend a little bit of time on her. She, uh, in the first two quarters, uh, she was able to do pretty much as she pleased, so we had to fix that up. Um, and uh, we, 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 were pretty, we were pretty lucky to be able to do that. Uh, a couple of girls we rotated through her uh, really did a great job and, um, and you know, it meant that she didn't have a great influence on the game in the last, uh, last half. And how many of the girls do you think might be a realistic chance uh, come next Monday for the uh, AFL draft to be selected by either the Melbourne side or the Bulldog side? I would say we might have a couple that I think that uh, the both teams will be looking at. Um, and uh, it'll be really, really interesting. I think that, um, uh, to be honest, if there's probably a, the top half dozen players in, in our team, uh, they wouldn't disgrace themselves if they were put in that company. I think um, they would make a good account of themselves. And, uh, of course, New South Wales ACT are taking on a second Victorian side on uh, Sunday the 7th of June uh, in Melbourne. Uh, what's the process from here uh, to then for uh, you putting together uh, the New South Wales ACT side? Yeah, that's very exciting. I think over the next couple of weeks there's going to be uh, some talk around um, you know, who's going to make up that New South Wales ACT combined side. I would say that um, you know, with the with the with the good performance that Canberra put up on the on the weekend, they would have um, uh, you know, in addition to us, um, a good proportion of those players. Um, so um, you know, it'd be, be really interesting to see how that comes together. And um, obviously, uh, taking that step up and playing a, a Victorian selection will give a really good gauge as to where 
football as the New South Wales ACT. And we thank Simon very much for his time and uh, wish all the New South Wales and ACT girls all the very best for the draft and as they prepare to take on the second Victorian side on uh, June 7th in Melbourne. Now time to head across to South Australia and uh, they're just a week and a half away from kicking off the South Australian Women's Football League season and in fact this weekend uh, prior to the Adelaide Crows game they've got an All-Stars game, the last opportunity for SA girls to uh, showcase their skills in front of Michelle Cohen and Craig Starsevich to hopefully get selected at the AFL Women's Draft on Monday night and that's why I have on the line the reigning Premiership coach in Division 1 from Morfordville Park in Narell Smith. Now Narell, your Premiership last year 2014 all began back in 2013. We lost the grand final by a kick so I suppose uh, that's enough motivation for the team to really put in a really hard pre-season 2013-2014 and we were really strong in 2014 as a, a unit and uh, physically that had a really big pre-season. So what's it been like the pre-season this year? Obviously I, I guess it's hard to try and get everyone focused again after coming down on, on such a high of winning the flag and now I guess the mindset's different instead of being the hunter you're now the hunted. Absolutely yeah it's been a bit of a struggle we, we started pretty early and um, so we've been we've been going quite strong since about January. We've had a lot of retirements and uh, players that are not available this year. So we've, we've really changed the landscape. But uh, the, the perfect thing for Morphys is that because we've uh, worked so hard on our juniors for the last three years, uh, a lot of our under-18s are now uh, really ready to move into seniors. So we've got a group of about five that will bolster those stocks. So we're really excited to blood the kids and, and just get them really ready playing Div 1 footy. Am I correct in saying Morfordville Park, I think, is the only club that's actually got a side in Division 1 and in Division 2 of the SAWFL? Yes, we are. We, we kind of uh, crossed that. We came to that crossroads last year uh, in the pre-season where our Div 1 was really strong and um, we, we'd had so many players inquire about playing that we thought we'd just take the plunge and, and give Div 2 a, a go and we were fortunate enough that we had both play in the grand final last year. Our Div 2 uh, didn't have a great day on the on the one that mattered, but we're working towards like building our Div 2. And, and we're also lucky enough that we're the only club that has under-15s and under-18s. So we've, we've got a team in every division that the Sawful offers. Have you found that since the uh, two AFL exhibition women's matches that it's uh, driven up interest in your club from everything from players wanting to sign up to coaching staff and sponsors wanting to get involved? Yeah, definitely. We're in our second year uh, with our major uh, sponsor, which is CrossFit Mode, which is uh, a guy that's uh, built a fabulous business that's just about to open up another uh, box, as they call them, down at Brighton. So we're really fortunate that we've got that close connection with him and we use him for our pre-season. So that's our major sponsor at the moment. Uh, the, the AFL Women's Exhibition Games definitely uh, raised the profile of women's footy. Um, I think uh, we're pretty lucky that we're geographically one of the only clubs down in the southern suburbs of Adelaide. So that really helps us to be the, the main funnel into women's footy so yeah yeah so that that it's a combination of things i think and for you for round one coming up on sunday 26th of april at uh, 3 p.m it's not an easy start it's the uh, grand final replay of you versus the bloods yeah look absolutely it's going to be a really interesting match um they've recruited really well over the off season they've picked up some some key players from around the traps so 
Uh, we're looking for a really good hit out. Um, we were, if we could, not going to try and read too much into round one and really build and as we go through the season this year. Now, for those that might be heading along to uh, Adelaide Oval uh, this weekend to watch the Crows game, there's going to be the SA Women's All-Stars match on beforehand, obviously for the girls trying to put their name up in lights for the uh, AFL draft and for the SAVNT game coming up next month. Uh, for those heading along, who, who's some of the players they should be keeping an eye out for? Yeah, look, there's some exciting players. They're going to be running around on, on the deck on Saturday. Um, from Morfordville, we've got... Uh, I think we've got 13 representing, which is really exciting for us. Obviously, uh, Courtney Cramey, who was uh, selected last year, but unfortunately uh, for Melbourne Footy Club, didn't get on, on the Etihad deck, which has uh, been a big drive for her. She's had a really, really big pre-season and dropped about five kilos and probably looking the fittest that she's looked in a long time. So that's really exciting. Um, we also have uh, one of our midfielders, uh, George Bevan, She's a, a really solid, solid player. She's just a running machine and she studies uh, nutrition at uni, so she lives a really uh, tight, elite lifestyle, which is great because it affects the playing group. So we're really happy about that. And uh, we've just uh, recently got back uh, Danielle Godding, uh, come back to the club. She strayed for a little while and went to the uh, LFL and uh, is now back. And she's a, a crossfitter uh, by, you know, her own her own volition. She just absolutely loves CrossFit. She's an absolute monster, really. Uh, big, strong girl, and she she'll uh, be running around in the ruck. So yeah, from Morphe's, we're we're really happy with our representation in the All Stars game, and and uh, pretty happy that we've got uh, probably the majority of. Of players out there. And we thank Narelle very much for her time and wish her Morfordville Park Roos all the very best in season 2015 in the South Australian Women's Football League. Almost time for me to go, but before I do, a reminder, if you have an interview idea at all, someone you think we should be getting on the phone and having a chat to in our uh, upcoming podcast, feel free to send your suggestions via email to girlsplayfootyradio at gmail.com. That address again, girlsplayfootyradio at gmail.com or just uh, make a post on our Facebook page or send a tweet to us at Girls Play Footy. I'm Peter Holden. It's been great having your company and we'll be back next week with a special edition of the Girls Play Footy podcast. We'll be catching up with Matt Marsden, the founder of girlsplayfooty.com, to talk about the future of women's football. And for those interested, girlsplayfooty.com will be at Tin Alley in Parkville, Melbourne, for the Melbourne Uni versus Darabin VW. AFL Premier Division Round 2 game this Sunday, live from 1.30pm if you want to catch the live radio stream. Until then, I'm Peter Holden and it's bye for now.